This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Yeah, that's a pretty good intro. Yeah, you like how I talk about myself in the third yeah, person? Yeah, you do that so well. <laughs> hey, Mike Schwartz knows what he's doing. On yes, the he does. I know that guy. Hey, Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, attention California residents. Gun laws are changing across the country. The recent SCOTUS ruling affirms your right to carry a concealed firearm. So now, more than ever, it's critical you know your California gun law. That's why the U.S. Concealed Carry Association exists. To help responsible Americans up to date with education and training, visit uscca.com G-O-R to learn more about California gun laws and get in your concealed carry permit. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R for the most up-to-date California gun law information. Act now. What's up, son? Hey, man. How you doing? Kicking chickens. So what did you, uh, you want to talk about what you're, did you just just purchase something? Are you allowed to talk about it or? Uh, Yeah, I guess we can. It's, uh, I challenged Alicia to see if she could come up with a, uh, a pistol for my wife's cousin. Yeah. And she goes She specializes yeah. in pistols for people's wife's cousin. She does. And she's a whole section in the gun shop. She goes, her. Well what are you looking for? What are we looking for? A Smith and Wesson five hundred. There you go. Yeah. And That's the gift that keeps on giving. And he didn't know what so I've we've been doing this for almost a year now. Yeah. And have had no luck. No luck. No luck. So I talked to Alicia and I says, All right. You think you can pull this off? She goes, no problem. I'll have it for you. Next day, you know, this thing's harder to find than I thought. But two days later, she Boom. found one. She found one. Yeah, and this thing is, gore. it's it, it's not brand new. Is it a, isn't it belong to somebody or is it brand new? It, it, you're, uh, he's purchasing on consignment, so it is previously owned. However, it looks brand new. I, I don't, don't think, think they ever shot, shot it. It doesn't look like it's been shot. I, I mean, this thing is immaculate. I mean, it's just. It's also enormous. Yes, it is. And it's going to be a tad loud. Um, <laughs> that, but I don't think the recall is going to be bad because of the length of the barrel. Correct. If he had had a shorter, if he was going to go with a stub nose, then it would, might have been a little bit more difficult. For, exactly. for, for what now? Oh, for the recoil? Yeah, you'd yeah. end up eating the... It's a 10 and a half inch barrel, so there's a lot of weight to it. Think that's enough? Think that's long enough? I, you should get a foregrip, I think. Maybe a, I'm got, a I'm solder ta- a foregrip on the end of that barrel. No, I'm talking him into getting a concealed carry. <laughs> it'd be like you remember that john candy movie armed and dangerous yes. where he you know i know he was a truck driver and anyway so the smith and wesson fiber you, you know that's got it's i think that's the only gun that shoots that round it's got this big huge 50 caliber i, I think you're right i don't Alicia, know maybe they've made some i believe you're correct but yeah. they just they made that big honking round and then they built a gun around it exactly it's like the a10 of of guns well exactly so and i told him i says you're gonna Buy it, etch it, and display it. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> we are going to buy it. Yeah. We're going to etch it. 
And then we're going down to Leisha's at uh, uh, Discount, Discount Gun Mart right. and shoot the snot out of it. And I want the short eight-foot range <laughs> so I can make a real impact. Yeah, bring a, I don't know, like a refrigerator to shoot or something? Well, and I told Jeff you don't need ear protection. It'll be fine. <laughs> now, Alicia, have you ever shot at us, uh, Smith & Smith West 500? She will. Yeah, not did yet. you see the not yet? Uh, she, you know, you could shoot it, clean it. You'd never know. We're not etching the inside of the you can, you can, We could handle it. It's not going to be that tough. Seal one. A seal one? It don't stink. Well, that's it true. Could, he could clean it. We could clean it. <laughs> I haven't shot a Smith & Wesson 500, but I did. I, I got to tell you, right when they came out, maybe a year after they came out, I was down at Discount Gun Mart, as a matter of fact. Had my credit card out on the counter. I was ready to go, and I didn't. Uh, you didn't pull the trigger? I didn't pull the trigger. That's right. It's a massive. I don't even know if if you're listening. You can get a hold of us. Somebody send me a few sentences. Is is it even really? A, is it just a novelty gun, or does anybody out there actually use a Smith and Wesson 500 for something practical? I mean, does anybody really take it like in bear country or something? I could tell you when I went to Kodiak, Alaska, with mm-hmm. my wife's cousin, right, and the with the tour guide that we went out on had. A fifty cal revolver, but it was—I think it was a four-inch barrel. But that's—that was his gun of choice. It, it was a Smith and Wesson five hundred with a four-inch barrel with a four-inch barrel to take down bears. All right, okay, well, and he—you know—he had it packed. I mean, bear right save, yeah, bear save. Well, the bears seen him coming and said, "Oh shoot, look what he's got." Yeah, that's what you bears know, do. That's what bears do. Especially, I didn't see one bear. I seen two foot spots or footprints, and that was it. Yeah. So speaking of concealed carry, everybody, uh, SB 918, we talked about it last week. We've talked about it a few times. Still hasn't, uh, hasn't passed yet. Um, it's, it's extremely bad news. Um, but uh, keep in mind, there's a lot lined up. There are lawsuits coming. We're hoping to get the injunction. Tomorrow, if you don't know, <clears throat> they're actually going, the, the folks that are doing the Miller case, which, of course, if you're a San Diego County Gun Owners member, you are a plaintiff in the Miller case. The Miller case will get rid of the assault weapons ban. And there's actually going to, they're going to court tomorrow. There's going to be a hearing tomorrow. Um, they, Benitez said, hey, I want to see the state and I want to see the uh, plaintiffs. Uh, and it's, it's kind of vague as to what exactly they're going to be talking about. So, wow. but it could be. I think it's probably going to be a step forward. You know, I think it's pretty safe to say that it'll be a step forward in the assault weapons ban. Yeah. The getting rid of, of the, assault weapons. By the ban. way, Jason at KUSI yeah. went yes or on last Monday, I think it was, to get his concealed carry. Nice. And he went to station one and they said, All right, is this all the paperwork that you filled out and is everything correct? Yes. Okay, go to station two. Yeah. So he goes to station two and they fingerprinted him. He says, Okay, gotta go to station three. Yeah. And they photographed him. They said, Okay. That's See it. See you in 90 days. But I, the reason I bring this up is because people are telling me, oh, my goodness, it's going to take years and years no. and years. So they've so hats off to the sheriff's department yeah. for streamlining this program, and it's not as cumbersome as you would think. Yeah, no matter how much we talk about it, um, it, 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 it st- I get questions all the time, still, mm-hmm. all the time. People are surprised you can get it. And they yeah. I, I talked to a guy last week who said, hey, I, I heard it takes seven years. No, it doesn't take seven years. Now, listen, I got to tell you, everybody out there listening, I wish it were faster. I wish it were cheaper. We're working on all that. Right. But right now, you know, you can get it. You can but get I want to say hats off to San Diego County gun owners because without your push and your tenacity to make get this thing straightened out, it would be 
seven years and only four more people getting the getting their license oh, jason true. said that there was nine people in line yeah behind him yeah they're pushing out they're, they're, they're pushing just, out like 200 a month i know that's that's phenomenal yeah remember when we first started yeah, oh yeah you we, couldn't even you couldn't think, even get one i don't even think we had 200 <laughs> well yeah Really, when you come right down to it, I think you only had like twelve or thirteen people at CCWs. But don't panic over SB nine eighteen. People are falling apart at the seams. No matter how much good news we force, you know, no matter how much uh, how many victories we have, man, some something comes along oh, and people yeah. just fall apart. I, I really want to truly assure everybody: don't worry. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. will nine eighteen be bad? It might be. You know, it, we we might. But, yeah, Everything's set in place to make sure that 918 doesn't get implemented the way mm-hmm. it's written. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just stay the course. Keep getting people involved. Keep, uh, you know, preaching the the, uh, the Second Amendment gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, rest assured that all this infrastructure that you're helping to set up, whether it's San Diego County Gun Owners or Orange County Gun Owners or Inland Empire or uh, the state organizations or the federal organizations, they're all going to respond just as designed, um, you know, don't worry. You got We got to get used to winning again, not right. used to losing. So. Exactly, and that's it, my, my. It'll take a team. That's right. It takes a village. Absolutely. <laughs> that's my SB nine eighteen. Uh, you know, gospel of the uh, of the week there. So everybody, don't worry. Stay the course. We're going to be fine. All right, that's fantastic. All right, let's take a quick break. Now you're listening to Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. folks welcome back this is gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer making people proud to be associated with gun rights with friendly thoughtful and incisive writing on guns kareem shia from open source defense next but first if you have legal matters that involve firearms then you need to call california firearms lawyer john Dillon. if you have questions about red flag laws gun registration gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. You can call our trusted firearms attorney, at John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. All right, from Open Source Defense, our next guest we have is Kareem Shia. Kareem, are you there? I am. Did I say your last name correctly? You nailed it. Excellent. I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, man. So tell everybody, yeah. uh, what's Open Source Defense? So Open Source is a gun rights group, and we don't really talk politics. We focus on culture, and we focus on building a culture uh, that makes anyone feel like they can be proud to be associated with it and proud to be open as someone who owns guns and cares about gun rights. Wow. Now, what kind of things do you talk about in order to accomplish that? You know, I think a lot of it is what we don't talk about. So we don't talk about particular politicians. We we do talk about certain laws, but only um, from like a very kind of detached educational standpoint. Like just like an informational, here's what it does, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and we focus on... Kind of solving the problems people tell us about. And what the biggest thing people tell us about is 
hey, I'm kind of interested in guns, but I have no idea where to start. And everything I've looked at seems kind of like weird or off-putting. So give me a foothold here. Um, and that's what we try to, to get to people. That's interesting. Now, what's your background? Um, I've worked in, in tech for about 15 years. Um, and I, I've been living in New York City, downtown Manhattan for most of that time. And I was like, you know, always liked guns, liked shooting guns. And every so often at work, someone would like come up to me at the coffee machine and kind of half whisper like, hey, I heard you like to go shooting. Like, could you take me this weekend? Um, so that, that was kind of a sign for me and the people I started OSD with that um, maybe there are people out there who we are not, not reaching as a community. Now, how do people, so describe open source defense. Is it like a, uh, when people are, how do people receive this information? Is it like a, like a series of articles or is it more like a message board or what, describe a little bit, uh, the, uh, what it really looks like. Yeah. So three big things. The biggest thing is a weekly newsletter, uh, that, uh, people subscribe to over email. It's free. It's just open source defense.substack.com. Um, that's a weekly newsletter where we analyze whatever is kind of going on that week in the world of guns. Um, then Twitter and Instagram are other two big kind of content outlets. And more recently, we started doing range days. So uh, we did a range day in uh, Austin, Texas last year, another one here in Austin earlier this year, and we have one coming up at the end of September in San Jose. Oh, wow. Now, when people, people that participate at the range day, what, what does that look like? You know, it's all sorts of experience levels. And what we've been focused on is finding people who are in industries that really have nothing to do with guns, but are kind of interested in guns as a space um, for two reasons. One, to help them kind of build a community, build a little network that they feel comfortable with as they start exploring uh, this world. And then the other thing is just from me and, and my co-founders being in tech and um, you know, uh, like uh, one of my co-founders, Chuck Rossi, worked at Facebook for 11 years. Hmm. So obviously Facebook, if you're in the gun world, um, the, their content policy and all of that sort of stuff, it's hugely influential. And what he found is, I think a lot of times when you think about companies like that, we think that they're like kind of out to get us or out to suppress information. The The more common answer is they're just oblivious. They just don't know about this space. And so one thing we're trying to do with the range days and with some of the education we do, we reach people at those companies and in those communities, just so that when those discussions are happening, there is somebody in the room um, who knows this stuff and who can represent it fairly. That's awesome. That's very, very cool what you're doing. Um, what uh, generally what how do people f i don't mean like what's the how, how to how to the folks that follow you how did they get there you know what i mean like how did is it word of mouth or how do you find new folks it's a lot of word of mouth and people basically sharing um, the newsletter with their friends um our our kind of the the test we have internally for any content we put out is would you feel comfortable sharing this with your boss, with a coworker, with your sister, with anybody, um, and feel like it's not going to blow up into some sort of uh, argument. 
Hmm. And so that, that has started to pay off where people share this with their friends and um, feel like it's kind of opening a discussion or teaching them something without signing up for a bunch of uh, other baggage that they're not excited about. So if if you don't if you're trying to avoid big arguments and controversy, then I'm assuming you, you never compare Glocks with 1911s or nine millimeter with 45, <laughs> right? <laughs> N- not not that's exactly the one. Yeah, that's that not the, the last thing we will ever. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the we're, type of controversy you guys are talking about. <laughs> that's really cool. I like the outreach to uh, to kind of you know the the, the the common person. You know, I, I think is really what it is. Um, I know that uh, I've, I've, I've definitely said in the past that as great as military and law enforcement instructors and writers are, um, you know, I'm never going to arrest somebody or invade a country. So it's nice to have uh, kind of a civilian to civilian, you know, or maybe layman to layman um, experiences when it comes to firearms. You know, I've, I've never served in the military. I've never been in law enforcement. I never am going to. My needs are different. Um, and it's nice to find resources from that they're doing exactly what you're doing. Just kind of this, hey, here's you know, I'm I'm just a regular person, and here's my experience with firearms, and here's how I got there. I think that's really amazing. Absolutely, I think that context matters a lot. I think what we found just talking to people who are you know starting to carry a gun, starting to learn about this, is their concerns are you know if you're like a, a woman who's interested in carrying a gun, you might be much less willing to compromise on how your pants fit or how your shirt's going to drape over that. And so little things like that, that, you know, if you're deep in this world, you might not think about can, can turn people off when they're right on the fence. And um, so kind of reaching people where they're at with, with that sort of thing has been, um, has been big. What's your, do you have a really cool success story? What's a, maybe a story about, you know, um, I don't know somebody you never thought would would reach out, and now they're a you know now they're a disciple or something like that. Do you have a, a cool success story like that? Yeah, absolutely. We have a bunch. I think my favorite one is a friend of mine who started um, kind of following the content. Started out a couple of years ago, pretty skeptical, um, and just kind of like you know chipped away at it. Started reading the newsletter, started doing a lot of his own research. He's just a very curious person and and pretty open-minded. And I think as he started pulling on that thread, found that the kind of the things he had been hearing for many years uh, weren't, weren't true or, or were kind of misrepresenting things to him. So he went down a rabbit hole. I didn't hear from him for a couple of weeks. And then he pinged me and he said, Hey, I just ordered an LWRC with an aim point and like a Trigicon uh, one to six. And, he spent I don't know how much on this thing, and within a couple of months, he was he was like taking courses with like Bill Rapier and Bob Keller and flying all over the place, and he just went went deep deep down the rabbit hole. So um, that was pretty cool to see, and I think it's representative of um, of what of the path a lot of people take, where once they start kind of questioning some of the assumptions they uh, initially had. Um, the floodgates can open pretty quickly. So you made a, a real strong point of saying, you know what, we, we stay away from politics. We really just kind of, we, we just want to reach out to people on a you know very pure, you know, gun related level. Do you think it's fair to assume that a lot of your uh, followers, readers, et cetera, 
vote uh, for 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 folks that or or have political views and vote for folks that that maybe most gun owners wouldn't like? Do, is that is that a fair? Do, do, have you seen that kind of thing? Like, hey, you know, I normally vote for X Y Z and. And uh, you know that those are folks that maybe don't support their their newly, uh, you know, interest in, in in guns. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we hear from uh, readers, followers from all over the political spectrum, and absolutely, there's a a big segment in that group. Um, so you know, I think from a gun rights perspective, obviously, like if if the only if your kind of number one issue is gun rights. Um, then that's not good. But um, if that's the way people are going to go, I think like the, our job as a gun rights group is to just inform them about, okay, here, here are the facts about um, the gun laws in your area, about what, how guns actually work, et cetera. And then you make the decision, you know, if you want to, however you want to prioritize that is your business. And if you come to a different prioritization than someone else, then, you know, so be it. But at least you're doing that with, um, you know, a full set of information. Well, th- that's the work, though. I mean, that's activism. You know, um, organizing folks who agree with you. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely important. You know, getting folks who agree with you to go to the polls is important. Um, but we got to get to the point where there isn't two sides. There's just everybody agrees. You know. Um, so I, what you're doing is extremely, it's crucial. It's extremely important. I think that, um, a lot of gun organizations don't do enough of it. I would like to do a lot more of it with, with San Diego County gun owners and orange County and inland empire. I would like to do a ton more of it. I'm, you know, and, and it, and we even get, when we do it, we even get pushback from folks who don't understand what, well, what are we doing here? You know, these, these folks are anti-gun. Well, yeah, now you know, but but eventually, hopefully, they won't be, and and I think that that's that's exactly how you change a culture, which is how you started. That was the description of uh, of your organization. I think you're doing great work, man. That's very very cool. I appreciate it. Um, I think what we see is when people start out, you know, maybe gun rights are you know the priority number ten thing that they think about when they when they think about this stuff. Um, but that's not static. That's not set in stone. I think as they learn more, it can move up the priority button. All right. Hey, Kareem, can you hang with us for another segment? Yep. You're the man. Folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, do you have trouble fitting in workouts into your busy schedule? Well, you got to try Leo Fit. Leo Fit is a super high-tech gym that delivers the benefits of three to six hours of traditional strength training in just two 20-minute sessions a week. Yes, that sounds hard to believe, but because the machines are computer-controlled, they deliver the maximum weight you can safely handle by the second. That's how you get the highest possible return on your fitness investment and time. Founded by Leo Hamill of the jewelry store fame, Leo Fit guarantees increased metabolism, strength, and fitness in every session. 
you will not understand how effective it is until you try it. 20 minutes twice a week replaces hours of weightlifting and aerobics. Sign up on the website at leofitlabs.com or type leofit in your browser for more information and sign up for a free session. All right, we're back with Kareen Shia. He is an open source defense gentleman. <laughs> we were just talking about open source defense. What a great job you guys are doing yeah. on outreach. Now, how how did somebody how, how does somebody get involved? How does somebody find you guys or follow you guys? Yeah, uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram, and then the biggest thing is sign up for the Substack of opensourcedefense.substack.com. Um, and if you sign up there, you'll find out uh, about everything we're up to, including any range days that we host in your area. So what what would you say your goal is? Like, if you know, I don't mean like, well, we hope to grow our leader or our followership by 10% a year, whatever. But like, you know, in, in your personal goal, like what do you really hope to accomplish with this? You know, the biggest thing is, a lot of what we think about when we think about um, the growth of gun rights, we kind of naturally go to like laws and politics and all that sort of stuff. But I, and those are important. Like it's important for those things to you know be in good shape. But where innovation comes from is from entrepreneurs and creators, right? So like movies, video games, people starting great companies in the space. Um, that's the thing that makes gun rights grow because if the laws are great but the products aren't then nobody's going to get into them hmm. um, the laws have to be good and the products have to be ready for when the, the you know customers can buy them um so our biggest goal is to get more companies and more creators um started in this space i think what success looks like for us is if people um you know graduating from college ambitious entrepreneurs Instead of, you know, starting a tech startup or going to work at Google or whatever, if they start a company in the gun space, I think that is success for us. Well, I, I, I think that's brilliant. That's absolutely spot on. If you look at other civil rights movements, you know, it wasn't too long ago. I moved to Florida when I was a kid. I moved to Florida in 1981. And I remember seeing black and white pictures hanging on the walls of restaurants in 1981. Well, 81, 82, somewhere around there. Of uh, this, I moved to this little town in North Florida, and there were black and white pictures of marches in the street. Uh, there were KKK rallies, KKK parades, and this was in 1980, whatever, two eighty three, somewhere around there. That is, you know, economic and social suicide to think to you know pull that off in any restaurant anywhere across the United States these days. Um, and, that, you know, in 1981, when I moved there, it was just, you know, 10, well, it was about 15 years prior that, that this was happening. 15 years. That's a, that's a, you know, you blink of the eye. And, you know, if you, if you think about uh, the LGBT movement, you know, it was not too long ago that people were, were just, I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton, when she was running for office, said that she didn't like same-sex marriage. Now it's political suicide. It's social suicide to, 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 to say something like that. And for, I think, gun owners have a lot of work to do uh, to make gun bans, you know, to be in favor of gun bans, to take away your, your civil right to keep and bear arms, for that to be, you know, social and political suicide. And, and the way you're going about it, I, I think, is an extremely effective way of, of, of making that very thing happen. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think we often focus on the things that are not going well in the gun rights world, right? Yeah. Like I, or in the previous segment, you're, uh, y'all were trying to like, you know, get people's spirits back up around the SB 918. Um, I think if you zoom out, we are actually where we are today in 2022. If you look at where the gun rights were 20 years ago, yeah. um, you know, there was an assault weapons ban that was active. There was maybe 600,000 ARs in the country. Um, and if you look at what's happened since then with like the concealed carry revolution, half the country today is constitutional carry. Isn't that amazing? Uh, ARs are the standard rifle. Um, if you look at polling data, support for assault weapons bans, handgun bans, magazine capacity limits, et cetera, Support for those has never been lower than it is today. Um, it's been going down for 30 years, ever since the mid-90s. So I think, like, if we take the long view, um, we are we need to keep chipping away at it. But I think the news is, is a lot better than we often think. What do you attribute the CCW revolution, I think is what you called it, which is awesome, the concealed carry revolution over the last 20 years, which is an awesome, we should coin, I don't know if you just made that up, but we should, we, we should we're going to start calling it that. Um, what do you attribute it to? Why do you think that all happened? It's a great question. I wish I knew. I mean, I think often the answer to these sorts of things is there is not magic. Like it was just a ton of state to state work, um, for a lot of people. And I'm like, I, it was not work I did. So I, I can't take credit for any of it, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, individual conversations, convincing individual uh, legislators state by state. And then I think um, there, there got to be a momentum to it where I know I, I live in Texas where constitutional carry passed last year. And it was by that point, it was the sort of thing where um, for a state to kind of purport to be pro gun rights and to not pass constitutional carry was, yeah starting to be embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and so there were, you know, once, once the, you pass an inflection point, it kind of gets a, a momentum of its own. So we have a co-host here, Action Jackson, at the ripe old age of nine years old. He is a competitive shooter. He shoots his 9 millimeter Glock regularly. Um, and he has a question for you. Yeah. What's your favorite gun? Good question. Oh, my gosh. That's what everybody says. That's how we know. That's how we weed out the legit gun people and the not so legit gun. Yes. If 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 someone can name it right off the bat, they're not. Then they're not a gun. Yeah, someone, the only one they own. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Someone that's legit. This is this is a struggle. Yeah, they all go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like which one of my favorite kids? You know, I mean, the answer just you know, ask me like once a week, and the answer will be different every time. I say right now. Um, I have a BNT TP9 uh, SBR that I, I really enjoying. It's absolutely the worst trigger I've ever felt, but um, it's it's real fun to shoot. Well, you just made Ashley uh, grin from ear to ear. <laughs> Who? Or Ashley. Who are you talking about? Alisa. Yeah, Alicia. Yeah, you just made Alicia <laughs> grin. Well, she caught me off guard. I was looking over there, and when you said that, that particular weapon, you go, ooh. Well, is that something you've shot? No, it's not. I know this we is can't. California. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I was gonna say right. thanks for rubbing that in, man. Oh, yeah, can't, <laughs> can't own that yeah, yet. Do us a favor and check the roster before you answer that question. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, so what do you think? Of, so I believe you're absolutely right about the culture. We did just have 
you know, a huge Supreme Court case, the Bruin case, which basically said, mm-hmm. hey, you have the right to, to bear arms. What do you think that's going to do to the culture, to the, the movement, to the cause? You know, I think it's long-term good, short-term questionable. I think, uh, you know, in, in a bunch of counties in California and New York, um, where it was kind of county by county may issue, actually the people in the rural counties are seeing their carry rights take a step backwards. Um, I think, you know, everybody's optimistic, me included, that that's going to be a temporary setback. Um, and long-term, I think it, it kind of takes that question off the table yeah. and brings a lot more people into the community. And that's, that's going to help us build even more momentum. And you're in a fairly gun-friendly state. I, I be honest with you, I, Texas isn't as I don't think Texas is as is quite as gun friendly as people say it is. Um, I think right. there's a lot of work that Texas has left to do. Um, I think they're they're you know, but whatever. That's a whole different uh, segment. But what do you, is is Bruin going to do something in a state like Texas where things are generally really good? Is does, do you think Bruin's going to do anything directly? Are people going to notice a difference at all, or or is this just a long term tool? It's not going to do anything for carry, um, certainly in any state where you have constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think kind of enshrining the text history and tradition test as as uh, like the yardstick that we measure gun laws by, um, that applies to any gun law, not just carry laws. And so, you know, in a state like Texas, where we have a relatively restrictive list of sensitive places where you've got... Um, the uh, carry ban in Texas on people under age 21 was just struck down by a fed- by a federal court last week. Saw that amazing. Um, yeah, and I think you know federally, I think it's not out of the question that parts of the NFA, um, you know, could be in the crosshairs in a few years. That's awesome. What I don't so we you know we have gun owners radio. I don't know how familiar with gun owners radio you are. Also, I run San Diego County Gun Owners. We're a political organization on the a grassroots political organization here in San Diego. And we also have Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners. I don't know how familiar you are with with any of that. All those organizations or anything that we do. But what can we do to help you? What what can what can our organizations do? What can our radio show do to help you grow and get your message out? Yeah, I'd say a couple things. One is um, if you have people in your community who are starting companies in this space or thinking about starting companies in this space, uh, whether they're selling a product or just creating content, um, send them our way. We'd love to help. Um, we've done you know a bunch of advising, investing in, um, in the tech space and startups, and, and we'd love to transfer that over to the gun space. Um, and then the other thing is engaging with the content and sharing it. So we have a bunch of content up for new gun owners. People are thinking about becoming gun owners. And we also host an office hours where anybody with any question about uh, guns, you know, good, bad, indifferent, um, can sign up for a slot and attend our office hours and we'll answer their questions the best we can. What is, is that like via Zoom um, or something? Or how do you guys do that? Yep. Wow. Yep. That's cool. We got to talk more. Yeah. I, I bet you there's a lot of opportunities for us to promote what you're doing because we don't i mean we do a little bit of education and for new shooters we actually have a really great program but you know it's, it's kind of you know chocolate and peanut butter here where you guys aren't politics we aren't you know new shooters i bet you there's a lot of opportunity here we need to talk a lot more i love it thanks man All this right. is a great interview congratulations awesome. and thank you for what you do we just don't know which one's chocolate and which one's peanut butter <laughs>
But we'll figure that out next time. We'll be Thanks, buddy. Up. We appreciate it. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Got on radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. If you know somebody that wants to try shooting a gun but is afraid or has been stalling, invite them to a shooting social. It's a safe and friendly environment for first-time shooters. More next. But do you ever wish cleaning your gun was easy? Well, clean, lube, and protect your gun with CL1. CL1 CLP Plus is natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. Clean your gun easy and faster, and you'll even smell better, too. One and done with CL1. Ask for it by name at your local gun shop or get some on the website. CL1.com. That's CL1.com. So, Alicia, didn't she, you've helped out with shooting socials, haven't you? Just a few. Yeah. How did, what did you think? I think they are amazing. You think they're amazing? Absolutely. That's high praise. They are. It really means a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. What, what did you like about it? So, it... it you, when you when you invite someone to a, a social a shooting social, they it, it takes the anxiety away from it being a one on one situation. They're in a group, um, they don't feel so under under the gun, so to say. Um, they're able to learn to relax. It, it seems like it's a more relaxed environment for them to learn, and um, they just really soak that information in. Some people learn well one on one; others don't, and they need that group to kind of support them along the way. So, you know, we started San Diego County Gun Owners seven years ago. Seven years ago, I think it's actually uh, this month or next month, it'll be seven years. And, uh, you know, there, it, we really, it's a political organization. It's a, it's a political action committee. It's, it's a political organization. We, we support candidates. We get them elected. You know, we can donate to candidates. We can support candidates in their elections. So, I... We didn't really have a big plan for a lot of programs, a lot of education programs, that sort of thing. There was a lot of that going on already. You know, if you go to Lemon Grove Ride and Gun or South Bay, you know, there's women on target and there's a girl in a gun and there's a well-armed woman and there are all kinds of different, you know, for men and women, different different programs. And, uh, of course, there are a lot of instructors. We, we never, that was, was really important. We didn't want to step on anybody's toes. You know, you're an instructor, Alicia. There's a lot of different instructors in San Diego. So we never really had a plan for this type of program, but we kept running into, you know, you'd meet people in their 40s and 50s who'd never touched a gun before. And I realized um, all these horrible gun laws, and especially the CCW law, has basically wiped out an entire generation uh, in, in California and San Diego. Most places, they you know, people, it's it's almost impossible to make it to, adulthood or 25 you know it's impossible to graduate college without uh going to the range with your buddy or whatever but we're running into voters who you know we're saying hey vote for this person because of the second amendment and they're going i, I don't even i haven't even shot a gun this has absolutely no practical application to me at all and so this is our attempt to change that you know we figured hey we, we need to change the mind of voters but we also need to change voters um so we've had uh thousands well over 10,000 people go through this program which is pretty amazing in a county of three and a half million we've had that many people go through this program in the last seven years and I'm very very happy with it 
Um, we've had all kinds of different groups. We've had medical professionals, and we have a Jewish group, and we have you know women's groups and uh, professional groups like uh, we had a, you know law firms and um, all kinds of folks. It got so popular though that now we just have these every second Saturday is, is wide open for anybody. And it's sixty bucks, which is a, a steal. You know if you go into a range and uh, you want to rent a gun and buy some ammo and get the lane and, and eye and ear protect, blah, blah, blah. You're paying more than 60 bucks, uh, especially if you're going to get somebody to help you. But the ranges recognize the value in this. And so we just, uh, we just do a flat rate and uh, we don't, we don't really make any money off this, the organization that is. Um, and the uh, ranges are happy to, to break even. Um, but uh, what happens is, is, you know, if you if you've never shot a gun before, it's been a long time. You sign up with us. We always have it on. It's always on a Saturday, um, usually uh, almost always eight to eight to ten in the morning. We get the whole range to ourselves, and we assign you a uh, an experienced shooter. Someone brings their own personal firearm, and everything's provided. That sixty bucks gets you eye and ear protection, gets you a lane, gets you a a, a, a target, gets you a gun, everything. It's really, really uh, turnkey, make it really easy. We give you a safety briefing. We teach you the four uh, universal safety rules, and then we, we uh, boom, give you to an instructor. They work with you cold, and then eventually you get to go through 50 rounds of 9 millimeter. And it's been really effective. It's been really great. I've watched people who've never shot a gun before, and they go to a shooting social, and within a year they're gun owners and they're back helping us. Right. You know? Well, I think another bonus too is a lot of people are intimidated to walk into a gun a gun shop. Yeah, you know because they I don't know anything about guns. You know they're gonna you know they're gonna think I'm stupid. But when they go in with you, with your group, you know all that fear is taken away because then they find out they're normal people in there trying to help you yeah. learn a, learn a skill. Well, and, and I think and Alicia as a as an instructor, I mean you know like I said I was really nervous about hey we don't want to step on toes of instructors. But I think a lot of the instructors see, you know what, this is this is creating uh, clientele. It's not taking clientele away. Correct. You know, it, it's one. It, you know, if you think about it, it inviting someone to a social event is going to be a lot easier to get them in the door than it is to ask them to book a private appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it invites them into the um, into the environment. It, it gets them into the culture, and they start to see what's all available and open to them. And and a number of them do decide they want to go further with it and they want to do training and they want to learn some more advanced skills and some don't. And that's great. You know, it's great either way. I'm just happy people are getting trained. People are getting safe. And right. there's not that there's not that unknown. You know, there's that unknown fear that, that people have. I'd rather they have a healthy respect than a fear. Well, and when you do these socials, you're really scratching the surface of, of training. So I don't see where a trainer would, would feel offended. I would think that as a positive, for example, if they go to you know, just got gun mart to it for a social and they really like what they see. They like what they do. And then they say, you know what? I really want to get trained. Now they don't have to go look at another uh, gun range because there's one right, it's where right they're there. Standing. Yeah. I want to buy a gun. Boom. You're, you're right. standing on the right spot. And the, the, you know, the major ranges, uh, like I said, work with us, open up early, give us an employee, give us essentially a discount uh on on the cost and that's the gun range san diego has been doing it the longest can't tell you how much i appreciate you guys then poway weapons and gear has been doing it for forever as well and then discount gun mart as well we have three of these for different groups every month um and it's it's worked out really well now that's the education side that's the you know new shooter side mentors the people that that help the new shooters why do you want to get involved you know 
um, activism uh, comes, it's a lot of different forms. And, you know, going down and, and meeting a politician and pressuring them into doing some kind of regulation, who's got the time for that? <laughs> you know, who's got the time for that? Who's got the skill set? Um, but everybody can show somebody how to shoot, you know, and, and turn somebody who was either anti-gun or gun ambivalent into an ally, into somebody or a gun owner. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can do that. And it's fun. It's really rewarding. Yeah, without 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 a shadow of a doubt, and the fact that it's after it's before it opens, the store is open. It gives you an opportunity to, you know, really absorb what, what's going on. Yeah, and you get a free T-shirt if you, if you mentor. You get any donuts? Sometimes we bring donuts, <laughs> but the uh, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I will too. Maybe that's what's been missing. Me three. Oh, really? You'd have a donut. Uh, uh, You'd be a good mentor, my man. Yeah, I'm just gonna get you. You a ever step taught somebody stool. how to shoot? Not yet, but eventually. Eventually, good, because you're really good at it. You're especially good at the safety stuff. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So, if you're sitting at home right now listening and you want to get involved and you aren't sure how, or this sounds fun in any way. We'll teach you how. We actually we're coming out with a video. We're, we'll 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 sh- we'll have you come down and observe before you work with a student, if that's what you'd like to do. Um, but we'll make sure that you're comfortable before you work with somebody. And again, it's not. I tell people this isn't a one-on-one class. It's an intro too. So your big job as a mentor is to you know connect with the person and just keep them safe. You know, you only have about an hour and a half to work with them. So teach them the safety stuff. Show them how to use your firearm. Make sure they have fun, but keep them safe the whole time. That's really what we're doing. We encourage people to get professional instruction, whether it's a you know one-day class or a multi-day class. But this is just a nice intro, too, and it's extremely effective. So if you're interested in doing this, if you've thought, yeah, all right, hey, I can teach some people how to shoot. you know, And I, I got to tell you, teaching people to shoot has made me a better shooter. I'm a more competent, more accurate, better shooter because I've taught people. Um, but go to our website. There's a whole volunteer section, and all you got to do is find a uh, find a um, an event that's on your uh, that fits with your calendar, and sign up and come on down. Let us know, like, hey, this is my first time. You know, I need a little extra help, or say, hey, I'm experienced. I'm good to go. Whatever, and we'll work with you. And uh, we do all the hard stuff. You just do the fun stuff. So, and I think it's a well-oiled machine. Did we? Was it well-oiled? It it absolutely smooth. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so no matter what whether you're a, a student or a uh, you know whether you're a, a learner or uh, you're a, or a teacher um, we make it easy we make it easy for you and, it's, and we make it fun and it's always 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 safe so so anyway we wanted to talk about that it's effective activism it gets people involved um, you know if you don't know what to do to be an activist it helps you we, we, we want to make activism easy so the steps to to sign up if you want to go to a shooting social and, and learn is to go to the website and just click on the shooting social section, and uh, you can pay, and and you know they'll show you the schedule, and they'll send you an email telling you exactly what to do and, and where to go. If you're a, you want to be a mentor and you want to teach somebody, go to the website, and uh, then you uh, uh, go to our volunteer section, pick an event that fits with your calendar, sign up, and boom, we'll send you instructions. Our website is sdcgo.org, S-D-C-G-O, uh, sdcgo.org. That's Sierra Delta Charlie Golf October.org. And again, just check out the shooting social section or uh, sign up to be a mentor. We, you know, we definitely need a lot more people involved. I, I got to tell you, we could have two or three of these every weekend of the year if we just had enough people 
spreading the word. And imagine, you know, we've had over 10,000 so far. Imagine if we could do 10,000 in, in, in every year, how, how different San Diego County would look. All right, folks. Great job, bud. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. It's like putting together an erector set, huh? Yeah. All right, Smiley. So after the California Department of Justice doxed all the CCW holders in the state, San Diego County Gun Owners filed a Public Records Act request for the communications around the data breach. Stick around. Mike has the update. I didn't see that anywhere written here. What are you talking about? What she just said. No. I got five. You I got, got the wrong five. version. Well, who gave me this one? Uh, I don't know. This says August 28th. <laughs> oh, remember, Rich sent a new one. So. I don't know. Let's let's roll forward. Let's oh, this nice. Well, a lot of companies are frustrated, frustrated because my director sent me the wrong paperwork. And their websites look terrible. Old. Out of date. Smelly. So get your customers on track by calling Sage Street. They've been doing this since 2005. Sage Tree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being frustrated by your website and get the one that will be proud to share. Contact Sage Tree today to get you a website that makes the phone ring. Getting started is easy. Call 866-728-9100, 866-728-9100, and they'll fix your website today. So you guys are all going to get the inside track here. Uh, this week, we're going to have an op-ed on, uh, on what happened with the, the doxing incident, which we all remember. Um, if you had a CCW between 2000 and I think it was 2011 and, and, and now, um, the Attorney General, California Attorney General, put all your personal information out on the internet for everybody to enjoy. Now, one thing is really important. Um, this wasn't a breach. So don't refer to this as a breach. This was a leak. It was done intentionally. Well, but more importantly, it was done from the inside out. So a breach would indicate that somebody on the outside broke in, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened. This was a leak, which indicates that it was, you know, the information was let out. It wasn't, uh, you know, somebody didn't break in and, and you know, uh, you know, pick the lock and, uh, you know, work their way in and and uh, get this information. It wasn't somebody, you know, nefarious. It was our own attorney general who's supposed to be on our side. They leaked all this information. So when you talk about this thing, don't call it a breach. Call it a, a leak. And by all means, refer to it as being doxxed. Being doxxed, of course, is, uh, you know, uh, a term for when somebody 
uh, it basically tries to cause harm to you by putting all your your personal information, your where you work, or, or you know they disagree with you politically, and so they put where you work or where you live out online. So kind of kind of an implied hope that something bad happens to you. Is that accurate? Is that how you describe doxing? Absolutely. Yeah. So they uh, they did all this, and the reality is, so everybody said, hey, let's sue, let's sue, let's sue. The problem is, it's not that easy to just sue. What are we suing for? You know, what? Who's, who's been damaged and for how much? So there are law firms that are definitely looking for folks that have uh, clear-cut, uh, you know, damages that they can recover, but that's not going to help the rest of us. So we wanted to know, hey, you know what? How did this happen? You know, who made this decision? Why did this happen? Who's in charge? Was it on purpose? Is there a, a smoking gun? So we put out what's called a uh, it's a, a California Public's Request Act, CPRA, which is kind of like the Freedom of Information Act. Freedom of Information is federal. The California Public Records Act is, uh, of course, California. So we put in a public act or uh, public records act request, basically saying, "Hey, we want to see everything. You know, we want to see." Who made this decision? What was the discussion? Why was this decision made? Uh, we want transparency. We want that what they claim uh, they give us as as the uh, government of California. We want transparency. We want to know, you know, how did this, you know, the decision that was made. How did you come to this decision? You know, what are the emails? What were the discussions? What were the memos? We want to see, you know, what 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 happened here, because not much else is going on. You know, no one's attacking this thing. The Republicans aren't. The Democrats aren't. Everyone's just kind of leaving this thing alone. I think it was a massive, it's not even a Second Amendment issue at this point. I think it was a massive mistake by government. Uh, privacy and, and uh, just good governance just went right out the window, and they released all this information. We want to see why. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. You know, we can't really sue for damages because I, I can't prove I was damaged. I can't say that I lost any money, right? Alicia, neither, did, yeah, either way. Like if someone said, "Hey, how much money does this cost you?" Eh, you know, they did send out a uh, notice that said, "Did you get the notice that said, hey, we'll give you free yes, credit?'" I did. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of that? No, thank you. Yeah. What What was your reason for not taking it? Okay, you can entrust the same organization that uh, <laughs> caused a problem to try to fix it. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. Yeah, I, it's my thought too. There are plenty of credit monitoring. Companies out there like LifeLock, we have no connection, but I know LifeLock is probably the most common, most most popular. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know of any others other than LifeLock? Not off the top of my head, no. Yeah, me either. So I say, hey, go get your own. It's not that expensive. It's not cost prohibitive. If you own a gun, if you can afford a CCW, you can definitely afford you know whatever their monthly fee is, which isn't a lot. Um, so they sent this out, and and uh, so you know, I, I'm like again, I'm telling everybody, don't take it. Um, but that's really all they did. And that's all anybody is doing. I got to tell you, if if I were, a, you know, running the Republican Party, this is such a major mistake. I would have sunk my teeth into this thing up and down the state. Every candidate talking about it. They're so far behind, and they're they're choosing not to capitalize on this, which is why they keep losing. So we said, all right, great. We're going to get in, involved even more so. Um, you know, we're a local activist organization, but this affected so many of our members. We're at least going to see how was this decision made. I expected to wait months, you know, but we immediately got back a letter uh, just maybe about a week or two ago that basically said, go jump in a lake. I mean, it was it was serious. Who was this letter from? The attorney general. The attorney general's office replied and said, we're not going to give you anything. Not one thing that you requested. 
They said uh, that the you know decision making process when it comes to government needs to be private, needs to be hidden from the public, um, and they're we're not going to give us one thing, not one thing, not one piece of information, not even a choice of lakes. <laughs> They, they, there's not zero, uh, you know, are nothing. Are you surprised? I had to tell I must be the most naive person in the world. Well, Dave. you are, but I'm, I'm such a babe in the woods. Yes, you are. You're <laughs> such a virgin. <laughs> so I was kind of surprised. I couldn't believe it. See, I mean, I told you. the, uh, and the, the letter that was written back, I mean, it was really like, I don't know. I think they got some attorney who was fresh out of law school. There's no way. You know that any of this is legit, but you're going to see everybody a an op ed um, coming up here this week. Um, you know, if you get our newsletter, we'll make sure that you see it. And we're going to continue to pursue this. We're going to continue to put pressure on them. No one else is. If this happened to politicians, you think they'd be raising? You know what? Oh my goodness! You know, the sky would definitely. And be I didn't even say left or right. Right. I just said politicians. This isn't a left or right issue. You're right. It's not a it's left not. or right issue. It's not a Second Amendment issue. It, well, exclusively. I mean, it's a, it's an issue that every Californian should be worried about. You know, if you're a, a car owner or a homeowner or married or whatever, whatever, um, you know, paperwork that the, uh, the state of California has filed on you for whatever activity that you're doing, and they released all your information to the public, you know, you'd be up in arms. You'd be up in arms. It's no different. But with no recourse. That's the problem. There's no recourse. Well, that's what we're going after. They want this thing to just go away. I don't think that our quote-unquote allies are, are nearly as aggressive with this thing. No. The media is not covering it at all. You know, this is fr- – I mean, like I said, we're an activist organization. We're trying to get some folks elected on these local boards and councils. You know, I, we were kind of looking for other uh, organizations, not just gun organizations, but political organizations – uh, to uh, uh, you know, take this thing and run with it, and they're not doing it, so we're doing it. Um, well, you know, it. we're going to spend some time on it. We have some attorneys looking at it. We're not going to let this thing go. Um, if you have a CCW, uh, you know, and you didn't get your letter, uh, I would just—it's a good opportunity for everybody, CCW or not, to make sure they're doing all the things that they should do uh, to protect themselves, protect your credit, etc. But know that San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, and Inland Empire, we're here fighting. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're definitely going to do everything we possibly can to make sure that, you know, some some political Something heads happened. roll. Right. You'll, yeah, you, they just poked the bear. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM and 1170. The answer. Speaking of the bear. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961-1170. The answer. Hey, did you know we have a world-class flight training school here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every day. We're close to the ocean, the desert, mountains, international border. And that's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny San Diego, right at Montgomery Field. Getting started is easy. Just give them a call at 858-569-569. One eight two two, or you can learn to fly with SDFTI. That's eight five eight five six nine one eight two T. All right, Alicia Curtin is our new gear reviewer, and she's got a bottle of water. And <laughs> well, we're going to do gonna... the gear review in the next segment. First, we're going to talk to Alicia oh, about nice Alicia. for telling me. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. 
So, well, because you know we have a, a new face on the radio here. How? What? What, have you, how, what is this? How we, how we, how we, week what? Three, four for you? I think four. Yeah, I believe four. And doing a fantastic job. A welcome addition. Thank you. You having any fun? A lot of fun. <laughs> Good. I sit next to Jackson. I, he is fun. Yeah, he's fun. You're a fun little guy, right, Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So uh, uh, you're doing a fantastic job, but we wanted to talk to you a little bit and find out a little bit more about you. How much money do you have? I didn't study. <laughs> didn't study. You for this didn't time. study. You can't get any of these questions wrong. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We don't even know the answers. So, what size shoes do you wear? No, no, no. Okay. How long so, have you been in the gun world? Oh, it, it, hmm. So, uh, on the surface, uh, about 25 years. Okay, on the surface. So, I guess yeah, there must I be had, some black market stuff going on and that we're not aware of. I okay. had some exposure uh, around 25 years ago through my husband and uh, didn't really get much into it at that point. Oh, okay. It was just kind of, you know, an occasional range time. What flipped the switch? As the old saying goes. I just had a good friend who invited me. and uh, Other than your husband. Other than my husband. But, you know, for my husband, it was work. And so it wasn't uh, uh, something that was a big draw for him. So it was a, a good friend of mine that invited me. And uh, she and I realized we didn't really know what we were doing. So that led to the opportunity and the, uh, the encouragement to get some training. And I loved it. I think the key is, it's just like you don't, your husband doesn't teach you to drive. You don't teach your husband to drive. Wouldn't go well. Wouldn't go well. No. In fact, no family member should teach any of the family members how to drive. So if you really want to get into something and do it right, you should go, like, for example, some, somebody should go to you and take a training class. Correct. You know, because there's no, I mean, it's not black and white, but you're way better at training somebody than, say, your husband or your brother or your uncle or your grandfather. I won't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's that's so, so important. But it, it's there's still that fear factor of coming up to you and saying, I'd like to take some training from you. And it's not that they don't think you have the ability. It's just that they don't want to look stupid. You know, you would think that, but, and I would, I thought that as well going into this when I, when I kind of first started getting into the world and uh, of, you know, this environment, I kind of expected that's how that would go. But in the reality, it's not, I, you know, and, um, you know, stating the obvious being a woman and in a mostly man's world, um, I thought might lead to some, some issues with, um, some, some situations with men, for example, coming to train with me where it might right. be, you know, there might be some, um, I don't need you to train me. Exactly. And, and really girl. it's not been that way at all. I really? have, you know, and I, I really anticipated I would have a, a, a greater woman, um, female clientele. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I would say it's 75 to 80% men and really? a very small percentage of women, you know, and I, and I, in, and it's fantastic. I love it. And, um, but you know, the, I'm sure you've all heard the saying that women are better shooters. Yeah. Never heard that. It's a fact. It is. Nor drivers. Why do you think it is? Why do you think women are better shooters? A majority of them, here's the thing. A lot of the men, even those that come in acknowledging that they don't know and that they're here to learn. Um, some are some come thinking that they want to fine tune. Others really admit that they are complete new and, and, and need to learn. Um, they really kind of already have a preconception of what they need to do. And they don't really want to listen to a whole lot of the, the nuances and the fine details. And the, the women really come in openly for the most part unsure with that healthy fear and they listen to every and no ba- little and no bad habits correct they that's a big part of it too right. they don't have those bad habits right. um and so they just are really receptive they are a little bit uncomfortable sometimes they're a little bit fearful and out of that they really listen because they don't want to get it wrong hmm. now what, so, what was the timeline 
between you buying your first gun and you becoming an, a professional instructor or the one you the one you wanted to buy <laughs> the one i wanted to buy the one i wanted well it's actually one and the same okay um let's see so i, I believe i bought my first gun i would say two all, all i see i call it my big girl gun i went and did it all by myself uh 2012 um and then i began unofficially training um just people um through water mouth people sending people to me about four years ago were um, you working at a gun store i was not no, um, I've been RSOing. I, I work at a, I was volunteering at a range um, and people would come to me as far as officially um, certifiable. Uh, I, you know, I now currently both of the NRA and the USCCA. It's been going on two years. All right. So one of the other things we're going to have her do, which I've been wanting somebody to do for what, six years, seven years, how long we've been doing this? Something like that. Is to test firearms. Yep. And... I'm going to give you the your first gun that I want you to to review, and you know what it is. <laughs> what is it? I want her to fire and test that Smith and Wesson 500. Because <laughs> one thing we didn't tell you about Jeff is that what he's going to buy it, and then he's going to take it to the range with anybody and everybody that comes to see him, so they can have an opportunity to shoot it. Jeez. I like it. So you have an opportunity to go back next week run some ammo through it, and then come back and tell us what you think of it. And then I guess the guys in the video room are going to do a separate video of you at uh, Discount Gun Mart in the range because we can't do it live on TV or on video. So, And I think that would be a perfect gun to start with, even though it's out of most people's ranges. But I think a lot of people are intimidated by that gun. And it may look intimidating. It probably sounds intimidating, but you're going to come back with a perspective as to is it as scary as it looks and sounds. Looking forward to it. I figured you would. That'll be awesome. So there's your first assignment. All right. But she's also going to do other gear as well. It's, she's going to do, any, well, pretty much anything and everything that's in Discount Gun Park, really, when it comes right down to it, <laughs> because it's all right there. So, or her closet. Or her closet. And, and then that way, when people see you do it, either on video or here in the studio, now they've got a place to go. Because one of the problems that we have when we do a, a equipment, you've either got to order it or you've got to go online. But if they could physically hand put it in their hand, nah, 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 I think that's, that would be a win-win all the way around. So you're trying to discourage the uh, drawer full of <laughs> dead things that no. failed? But the, the holster, uh, the drawer full of holsters. I have a drawer, oh, a huge drawer. What's oh. your worst? What's the worst holster? You'll oh, have... wait a minute. They might be an advertiser. <laughs> what's the What's the one holster where you're like, oh my god, this thing was a disaster? Well, yeah, but here's the kicker: they're all in a drawer. No. She didn't throw them away, so <laughs> it's not true. as bad as you think. You really want me to say? Yeah, sure. Oh gosh, go I for feel it. So bad. Lay it out I've there. Never I never heard of it. Oh gosh. Oh. That's right. All right. So, but okay. it's all personal preference. Well, how long ago was it? How knowledgeable were you when you bought it? And did that have anything to do with purchasing the wrong product? Okay. So it was one of the first conceal inside the waistband holsters okay. that I bought when I when I was able to get my permit, and I bought it because I liked the name of the company. Oh, and well, I liked that's I a liked, girl for you. I liked. <laughs> I liked what they seemed to stand for, and I uh, I got it in, and I was not impressed. So mm. let's just not mention the name. I just oh, okay. Think Why not? What do I want to hear? Be nice. All right. I'll right. tell you outside. Now I want to know 
I got to know what the name is. This is is why I want to do gear reviews of all (laughs) products because, yes, you can go through that drawer if you like, but find the stuff that replaced it and you're happy with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. That's going to be a great idea. So, and by trade, you're a teacher, right? I am. And And a mom. So, and a mom. Same school thing. teacher or just a... I, so I homeschool my own children to start off with. You, got, you should have listened to I my know, first show. I know. And uh, beyond that, I do. I teach uh, I teach charter students through an enrichment center. I am not credentialed, but I do teach enrichment courses hmm. uh, to other um, other students. Cool. So, I mean, this was a... Uh, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to to, to mix your, 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 your skill set with your passion. You know, I love I love teaching. I love helping people, and I love um, I just love seeing that light come on when you when people are learning and mm-hmm. and uh, taking a new skill. And if the light doesn't come on, she'll smack you upside the head till it does. <laughs> so what was your path? So you went from in ten years, you went from I just bought my first gun to I'm a professional instructor. What what did you do to prepare yourself for that, or what was your path for that? I've just taken advantage of any and all opportunities for training. Um, you know, I I've worked with some pretty. Um, pretty top people but you know honestly at the time i didn't even know who they were so i it, you know it wasn't that i was chasing after big names i just would see an you opportunity know they training. were not not necessarily no and i just took every advantage of, of all the opportunities that i could to get training and you know there's all there's value from learning um there's always there's always something new to learn and i each time i go to training i still go i still actively go out and pursue training mm-hmm. and um i'm you know i'm always learning and there's always a new way to present information and material and, and i really gain a lot of, of, of knowledge and and skills and terms and just ways to teach and that i'm able to pass it on to other people right what was the most valuable thing you learned or uh what was some course you took or information that you took in when it comes to uh you know firearms training you know what i would have to say that's a hard one uh, i would have to say something along the lines of you know so many people when we we get so hyper focused when we first start learning and maybe jackson can speak to this a little bit too is that we get so focused on on that target, and and, and you know our kind of fundamentals go out the window um, to a degree because we focus so much on hitting center on that target. And mm-hmm. you know when you get more on the tactical side, you start to learn there's this balance on time, speed, and accuracy, mm-hmm. and just kind of open up the the uh, my eyes to ac- it's not all in accuracy. You ever do competitive shooting? I have. Pistol. Yep. Long gun. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. What's your Look- favorite long gun? Ooh. You sound like Jackson Jack. Yeah. <laughs> that's question. his story. That's, that's his question. question. I'm sorry. You know what? Forget I just said that. Go ahead. Now, don't you have a question for her? Yeah, you have a question for her. What's your favorite gun? There, that's a great Ooh, favorite gun. Oh, my long God. Gun. I just can't tell you. I oh. got so many. All right. Well, long gun. Uh, I actually have a Benelli Nova shotgun. I actually kind of like that quite a bit. What about a little short one? A little short one. Pistol. <sighs> it's not going to be a popular one. But my favorite is actually my MP40. The, the, so so much positive feedback on that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people that have the same thing in nine millimeter, mm-hmm. but so much positive feedback. The ergonomics. Um, it's such a it's such a such a high quality gun. Is that your conceal? I, <laughs> I don't. It's right up there with that five hundred. No. Yeah, it's pretty. No, good. it's a, it's a, it's a full size. It's a large. It's a large heavy firearm. All right. No. So, so you're gonna have fun. With it's a good first gun. So welcome to the show. It's an absolute pleasure. You've been yeah. wonderful, and of course, you're gonna do a gear review here coming up. Yes, I am. In the next segment. Thank you. What are you doing a gear review on? Surprise! All I see is bottles of water. Yeah. That's All right, we're gonna take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. 
Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Oh, I see. So this one was what you did. All right. All right. PRMI Mortgage, primeres.com slash Alpine. Hey, if you're looking to buy, refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. They make it easy. You could work with a friendly expert team that will help you get the best deal on a mortgage. Call Chris Wiley, 619-722-1303 or primeres.com slash Alpine. I see what happened. You guys just swapped the pages. We did. And didn't tell me. Well, kind of. Sorry. We did tell you because you're the one with the accurate agenda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about as accurate as it can get. All right, Alicia, she is going to do a gear review. Oh, she brought coloring books. <laughs> what do you Bring got? your crayons? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I always carry them. What do you got for us? So, actually, you know, I, I kind of thought, you know, everybody's got gear. And, you know, and, and gears and gadgets are awesome. And I thought, you know what, let's bring some gear for the mind. So, I wanted to actually, I brought a couple books that I have here that are from a guy that I've actually personally trained with. I even have a picture of myself with him. <clears throat> Who's this? His name is Gary Cuisenberry. Oh, yeah. There there you go. Go. Hi, yep. Gary. So I spent I spent quite a bit of time uh, with Gary um, doing some training, and he is a really cool, I don't know if I can say bad words, he's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a history, if you want to know a little bit about his background, he's a U.S. Army vet. He spent 19 years as an air marshal, and he has uh, quite extensive experience teaching and working within the domestic and foreign counterterrorism world. And so he has seen some stuff. And so he's put together these books that I think are, I highly recommend them for everybody. He actually has a couple different books that he's put out for different people within the population. There's going to be at least one that applies to you. Um, And all of his books have to do with just uh, awareness um, and keeping yourself safe. Um, He covers uh, the traits of predatory predatory behavior. Uh, He uh, teaches you how to conduct a personal safety check. He talks about how to develop strong awareness skills and what to do if you find yourself in a potential situation. And um, he has, you know, the two that I brought with me are the two that I have because these are the two that apply to me in my life. And I have, uh, the first is called Spotting Danger Before It Spots You and then Spotting Danger Before It Spots Your Teens. And he has another version that is going to be um, geared towards children. It's, you know, spotting danger before it spots your kids. And they're not real big books, which they is kind of nice. They are not. And they are written from a real, normal, average guy's perspective. They don't get into a lot of legal talk or things that are going to be kind of difficult for people to kind of read through. It's, it's real language. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. real stuff real situations um and uh they're amazing and you know i found that they are available also on audible they are available on kindle and on amazon if you want to get paper copies as well so probably amazon's the best place to go if you want a physical book what was your favorite thing when you you were trading training with him what was what was your favorite thing about the guy so my so the 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 training that i did with him was all about uh was all about um engaging engaging a threat so we did a lot of we did a, it was all from a holster so it was a lot of holster draw it was a lot of um just he focused i kind of what i was mentioning earlier about talking about speed versus accuracy his his whole concept is we talked a lot about understanding how to use your sights in a quick in a quick method to where you could pick up what you need to get and then get a hit that's good enough and a lot of us were pressed because a lot of us are used to shooting for accuracy 
And when you're thrown to this world of you have to be effective and efficient, you don't have time to be accurate, but you have to find that balance of accurate enough to get the job done. And it was really a great opportunity to kind of push your limits and to get people out of their comfort zones. Hmm. And so it was, it was pretty, um, pretty, pretty neat. It was amazing. Yeah. So are these books that like you would recommend people buying and then sitting down with the family and Absolutely. maybe have a yeah. so read I have, along? Yep. And they're, they're fully appropriate for the age that he's written them for. So I've just handed this one to my teens and, uh, they, you know, they, they've, um, they read them. Yeah. Working on, and so they, you know, the one for kids is geared for kids five, ages five through 12 teens is going to be 13 and up. Obviously the adult can apply to all adults and he does even have a traveler's version. So if you're going to be traveling abroad, what are those things that you need to be aware and look out for? Which nobody knows traveler? anything about. Right. Hmm. What did your, what do you think your kids walked away with? Well, you know, I've, I've worked with them prior. So they, you know, How I think it just, kids? my kids, my kids, I, ooh. Told you I didn't study. Uh, 24, uh, 19, 17, and almost 15. Okay. Well, guessing's okay. You know, it's not like it's their birthday or anything. Right. Don't ask me what grades. So that's, you know, they're still fairly young. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. totally. Yeah. Have you shared this with, with, with other, other moms? You know, I haven't really had a chance to do that. I am doing that today. That's oh, really? That's my <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So like I said, the best best place to get it is Amazon? Yeah, Amazon is a great place to get them. Unless you're yeah. anti-Amazon, then you can... Uh, you can go to a bookstore. Okay. I wonder if bookstores would have them. Yeah, they do. Even Barnes & Noble? I believe so, yeah. yeah. How did you find the author? So I found him um, through an opportunity that I had to train. I went to a conference, and he was one of the trainers that was there. And I just, you know, and he had the books there, and through meeting him... And, uh, you know, when you're going to be training with somebody, sometimes you take some time and get to know them or you research them ahead of, you know, ahead of time. And so I did that. And then I realized how, how pretty. This is a badass. I didn't know if I was allowed to say that. I think yeah. you're allowed to say badass. Are we allowed to I say badass? Hold on a second. Can she say that? Hey. Hey, Brendan. Yeah. Brendan. Hello. Yeah, we're good to go. You can say it. Can go for you it. Say, oh, go ahead. What's up? Can you say bad A-S-S on air? Uh, Depends on. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? You're the well, man with the button. I was always taught that we're not allowed to say the seven words of George Carlin. Well, and we didn't say. Well, I know that. Those. I know that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say badass is fine because well, we have badass it. brewery that All one right. time and so you it said it. So yeah, if anybody's in trouble, it's you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jackson, you're not allowed to say that though. He's not allowed. You're to a say gentleman. That. You can say Waffle House. Whenever you want to say that other word. So this guy's a real Waffle House. That's what you tell him from now on. None of this. Yeah. So that's it. All right. So when you were training with this Waffle House, have you you trained with him more than just the one time? Just the one time. That's awesome. But you got two books. I do. How often does he write them? I mean, mean, what's his library? The the two that I have came out two years apart. I don't recall the the, uh, publishing date of the others. Or how many many he's got in his library? There's a total of four that I I know of. And does he travel and train? He does. He does, and he has. That's his main business now. Is he has a, he has. I actually wrote it down here because I know I'd forget. So he's the CEO of Cuisinberry Personal Defense Training. And uh, if you've ever watched anything on the History Channel, you might recognize him uh, in his name because he's been. Uh, he was someone on the History Channel's hit television series Top Shot. He was in season three as well as the Top Shot All Stars. Uh, I think I've well, seen that. Maybe. And the only reason you have two is because your birthday's coming up. Is that what you're trying to tell us? That you'd like the other two? My birthday's in June. <laughs> Ah, you aren't getting up. Let's miss it. Hey, you got a squeegee. Or whatever squeegee. you call that thing. Hey, you well, got a cool, nose man. hair Jackson, shaver. you should. Yeah, I did. Jackson, you should, uh, you should read that book, man. Learn about guns. 
Yeah. All right. You're in know. that age, I don't know, age man, bracket. Print's too small. You got to be a bigger print like what I is it is it too basic for him? I mean, he's you know he goes she's Could been shooting for a couple it? Of years. Is it too the, basic the kids, for him? No, the kids version is, is is written to kids. Okay. Yep. So he probably writes the way he talks, you know, like as he's directing it to a child Pretty versus much, yeah. an adult. But is yeah. the is the content too basic, or or do you think no. he'd get something from it? No, I think he'd definitely get something. Um, and uh, what's uh, he, definitely the kids version would be wonderful. And then also in the teens, there's actually a checklist in here. So you know, there's. You know, hot topic that kind of comes and goes is going to be security and safety in schools. And there's actually a whole checklist in here. I'll see if I can find it. Um, that, you know, kind of gets teens thinking about what do you have in your schools. And, and, and he kind of even gives tips on actions that can be taken and ways that you can make a difference and kind of make your school safer. Have you ever, like, well, you thought about, like, what, what if you present this to a, a school board and see if they'd adopt it? That's your next assignment. Uh, I wonder if we should, we should try that. You should go down. And do we it. should do that. At least you're up for that. Maybe we should go down there and just. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. What do you got to lose? They're only going to yell at you, arrest you, and no, come on. And one of the, one hey, of our uh, board members is on a school board out in Cajon Valley. Well, maybe go talk to him first. That's that's, that's where I'd district. go first. <laughs> my district. See if he'll even let you in. Hmm. Well, that's that's uh, yeah, because that's I'll have to say that's the first time we've ever done a book review. I know. No, no, no. Joe used to bring in book reviews. Who? Joe Jamisi, yeah. he did a couple book reviews. Oh, that's right, he did. Yeah. I take that. But those back. authors weren't nearly the Waffle House this guy is. That's right. So, and to be a Waffle House <laughs> takes a lot of work, to, especially for you. A lot of waffles. A lot of waffles. Awesome. A lot of syrup. What are you looking to? Uh, you've been on the show. You enjoy it. We love having you. You're a big part of, of what we're doing now. And, and what, what would you? What are you looking forward to? I, you know, I'm looking looking forward to just learning. Um, listening and seeing how you guys operate it's actually pretty a, a neat dynamic but uh just the things that you bring forward i'm just i'm excited to be part of it and to hear it and to uh it really gets my butt in gear and wanting to learn more as well right. well the topics are what's really interesting because rich does such a great job you know pulling people in across the world i mean you know and and they've all got a story to tell uh we we've had some very emotional remember that one a young lady that uh, she she was in a school shooting. Yeah. Then, yep. Kaylee or uh, yeah. Kaylee. Kaylee. We've had her on a couple of times. You want to mm-hmm. move? You want to be moved, man? Listen to that young lady. Gonna yep. warn me. Bring Kleenex. Yeah, we will. And it, it's. I mean, but that's what we try to. If you'll notice, we try to stay as non-political <laughs> as possible. I mean, Mike has to kick me under the table periodically, but <laughs> Michael's very good at it. But you got to bring back. The mic drops. Mic drops. Yeah, I know it takes forever to write, but man, yeah, yeah. Right. his mic drops. Whoever he's talking about, they're bleeding when he's done. That's how good they are. <laughs> I but, will. I got I'll, I'll get a good one. Come I on, promise. you're living in a resort now. You're you got <laughs> resort right on, right on the beach. I mean, I'll on. find a good mic drop. Yeah, because I, I think they're but, awesome. But Rich is really the guy that's doing great things on this show. He's yeah, absolutely. And then. Uh, the videos that we're going to start doing with Alicia, you know, as far as, you know, different different yeah. gear reviews where people can actually, you know, you can talk about the product and then actually like physically, if, if it's a firearm, you know, you can actually you know sh- have somebody film you while you shoot it and sure. show them all the different things. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I think it'd be fun to get Jackson there too. Jackson? You want to tag team with me? You want to tag team? Sure. Think all you right. could fire a fifty cal? Why do I not see you screaming across the room? And smacking up against the wall once you pull the trigger on that tank. I've shot a handgun on 10 mil, so. Oh, well, he's ready. Yeah. I guess I better back up the truck, huh? Yeah, whose 10 mil was that? Whose 10 mil did you shoot? John Wayne. <laughs> no, 
Uh, Shaky Dave's. Shaky Dave's. Oh, yeah. Shaky. You ever met Shaky Dave? Not yet. He's a hoot. You know who John Wayne is? I've heard of him many times, but well, I don't get know. Get on Turner Classic Movies. Come on, dude. I keep asking you all these questions. All the, How about Humphrey Bogart? Let me tell you who John Wayne was. Yeah. In the, in the movie world, he was the ultimate Waffle House. Yes, he was. That's who he was. And he could My hit friend. anything from anywhere, and he never ran out of bullets. That's right. Wow. I know. That's the kind of guy you need to be. You all need. right, Pilgrim. That's, that's my that's my that's his favorite that's his favorite line that is so we're gonna change your name to Mr. Waffle House what do you think because you right. are a Waffle House all right we're gonna take a quick break why because we say so you're listening to Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy the answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. Oh, my gosh. A car accident right on the I-5. Uh, Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Attention, California residents. Gun laws are changing across the country. The recent SCOTUS ruling affirms your right to carry a concealed firearm. So now, more than ever, it's critical you know your California gun laws. That's why the U.S. Concealed Carry Association exists to help keep responsibly Americans up to date with education and training. Visit uscca.com backslash G-O-R to learn more about California gun laws and getting your concealed carry permit. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R for the most up-to-date California gun law information. Act now. So one of the things we are thinking of doing is uh, so that we can do gun reviews because the reason we can't do gun reviews and, you know, we've had to like use a banana and all that other ridiculousness is because we're on YouTube live. YouTube live won't allow us to do that. Um, If we if we just put the recording of the show on later so that it wasn't live, we'd actually be able to do that. So we're very, uh, very much uh, thinking about. Rather than Gun Owners Radio going on at 4 o'clock live on Sundays, it will be a pre-recorded at 6.30. So it'll be two and a half hours later. So if you're listening, especially if you're listening on YouTube, um, let us know what you think. Would you you still watch and listen if it were at 6.30 rather than at 4? Because that way uh, Alicia could uh, bust out her her guns. And uh, (laughs) there you go. Bust out our guns and uh, uh, do reviews. It's something we're, we're thinking about. So give us some feedback. Let us know. Um, well, but as long as they're listening, I mean. Yeah. Well, I, honestly, I think there are more people that would listen at 630 than at 4. You think? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We'll, 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 I are think you, we'll see. Give us some you, feedback. Are you going to monitor that? Jackson we'll said he was going to monitor it. Okay. So he's officially our hall monitor. So All I right. figure it's a good job for him. All right, right, everybody's favorite segment, Stump, my nephew. We found out a few years ago that my nephew is extremely good at uh, gun trivia. So if you have a really cool gun trivia question, you send it in and we use it on the air. We'll give you a hat or a shirt, whichever you prefer. And if you stump my nephew, we will give you something special. We'll do a really nice, cool, special prize for you. Um, So uh, without further ado, how are you doing, Sam? I'm all right. How are you guys? Good, good, man. I think we got a good question for you. Are you ready? 
I hope so. Oh, and by the way, before you start, yeah. for the record, I would not listen to the show if it went on uh, if it went up at six thirty because that's half an hour before it starts. It would be traveling back in time. Wait, what now? Well, he's because he's, oh, he's on the East Coast. All right, all right, all right. Everybody's a comedian. Everybody's a comedian. Hey, but still, it'd be kind of cool if you could if you could travel back in time. Yeah. All yes, right, I would be able to hear the question. <laughs> and you'd always get it right. All right, my friend. Here's what we're gonna do. Alicia is going to uh, ask you the uh, our new uh, our new co-host here. She's gonna ask you the question. So, without further ado. Hey, Sam. Hi, nice to meet you. You too, thank you. All right, so your question this time comes from Norma from Dallas. You ready? Yeah, let's have it. All right. So what is the oldest gun manufacturing company in the United States? Norma from Dallas. Thanks for writing in. Um, the United States was, uh, well, before we were the United States, um, when we were still the, the colonies under British rule, um, the the British government tried to make it more difficult for uh, the the colonies to manufacture firearms because they were afraid we would use those against them, which of course ended up happening. Now, the oldest uh, still operational firearms manufacturer in the United States, if I'm not mistaken, is Remington, but they have gone in and out of bankruptcy and changed hands a few times. So this, I got to tell you, I think that this might be splitting hairs. Uh, Norma from Dallas. Um, is, so is let me let me ask before you reveal the answer. Yeah, yeah. Is the question: What's the oldest one, or what's the oldest one that still exists? What's the oldest gun manufacturing company in the United States? So I think the key the, is the I, United I, States. I would say it would have to be uh, the Springfield Armory, but that doesn't exist anymore in its original form. So that's where I was going. Ah, so the yeah. and, remember we talked about this, we, and you were so, going to do your homework, but you didn't. Springfield, no, I did. Springfield Armory, they say, is the oldest gun manufacturing company in the United States. The first large-scale gun manufacturer started in roughly 1776-1777 when the Continental Army's general in charge of ordnance organized a musket-making operation at what became later known as Springfield Armory. There is still a Springfield Armory, but it is only Springfield Armory in name only, right? Yeah, so that's, that's why I asked for clarification before you revealed the answer. So that I, I would not be answering the wrong question. But I did look it up, Sam. You were correct earlier too about uh, the other answer. That okay. is still yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, so you asked one too. question and I got it right twice. But, yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah, so you get a special one. For so that. let's hear two. Whatever you do over there. Well, because the oldest manufacturer, if they said the oldest manufacturer and it doesn't have to exist anymore, that it would be Springfield, right? Right. Um, well, yeah. It depends on whether you mean manufacturer or manufacturing company. Because uh, if, like, you could say some some guy in his cottage who right. uh, built a gun in the 1600s or whatever, built a musket, right. that he would be the first. But um, first sort of established industrial firearms production facility is what would become Springfield Armory. So, um, as you said, the company called Springfield Armory, the only thing they have in common is literally just the name and the logo. They the guys who started the company bought the um the rights to that name and logo back in the 70s so back in the 70s so springfield armory didn't exist for decades and then a couple of folks said hey we're gonna we're gonna have a gun company back in the 70s they bought the logo and the name and they started a gun company springfield armory isn't actually springfield armory right 
Right. The the Springfield Armory, the Springfield Armory, is still there in the form of a museum in Springfield, Massachusetts, um, which is the same sort of area as, as a lot of the older gun manufacturers are from. The company Springfield Armory is headquartered in Geneseo, Illinois, and all their ha- all their handguns are made by HS Product in Croatia. Did you know that, Dave? Absolutely. <laughs> Alicia, did you know that? You and I were talking about that, and I, I couldn't quite remember where they were manufactured, right? We were talking. We were trying to figure it out, and neither of us did. Yeah, but it was it's Croatia. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. So the Croatia uh, makes a lot of cool stuff. I, I think so. I think so. So they make the uh, the XDs. They also make the uh, their 1911s and everything. They're like the TRPs, Croatian. Um, they don't make the 1911s. Uh, oh, I, I here we go. No, they make go they make the polymer framed handguns. So all the XD series, um, the Hellcat series, they make those in Croatia. Um, and just import them and rebag them Springfield. Uh, the 1911s, I believe some of their frames come from abroad because um, I know my, my father has a Springfield 1911, um, which was made at least in part in, I want to say it was made by Imbel in Brazil. Um, but the a lot of their 1911 production, Springfield's 1911 production, is, as far as I'm aware, mostly in the United States. Which I don't think we should hold it against them if a woman made it, just because it comes from abroad. That hey. doesn't really... Right. Yeah, so, um, come from I, a man I, or abroad. I don't care, as long as it's a good okay. gun. Yeah, right? I, I missed the pun there, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't been sitting here for two hours either. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a very understanding person. I'm a very, very, very progressive. And this is a family. guy that said he had to leave like a, like a rabbit. I actually do. I got to get going. But. You're not going. Anywhere. Awesome job, man. So the same question, and you got it right twice... I think that's a new record for you. I don't know if you've ever gotten. I don't know if you ever answered the same question correctly that's twice. Two hundred percent score. But if we'd have let him go, he probably would answer a third part of it. Too. And he would have got that right as well. So, Alicia, are you impressed? I am. Pretty I was sharp. impressed a few weeks ago. Though, Pretty so. sharp cookie. Yeah. That's my nephew. Yep. So, have you been to all these museums you're talking about, or are those on your bucket list? Uh, those are definitely on my bucket list. Um, I'd, I'd love to see the uh, John uh, John Browning Museum or whatever it's officially called out in Ogden, Utah, um, the Buffalo Bill Center of the West in Wyoming, of course, Springfield Armory and, and some of the other um, uh, former U.S. military ones on the East Coast. So I tell you what, Sam, we're going to make you a deal. We're going to make you some business cards and we'll title you as a co-host or or, an auto, or a gun expert, then that way you can call up these museums and tell them you're with Gun Owners Radio and you would like to come and tour the place. And then that way they'll take you on a 10-cent tour and it won't cost you anything. Well, I could, I could already tell them I'm a freelance magazine writer oh, focusing you on go. military history. But get your, get your business Use cards. media. No, they'll do it. I mean, everywhere I go to see a museum, I tell them, you know what I do, and man, you get really good tours when you do that. I should just get a business card that says at the top Sam, and then in smaller letters the Gunman, and then my contact. <laughs> there you go. See, we if, got if we you got have it. To ask, you're not important enough. That's Thank right. You, very much. you got to. Uh, you should put together a list and uh, see if your uncle will take you on a road trip because that sounds fun. Isn't that like have gun will travel? There you go. I always love that. That that'd be a great business card. <laughs> have gun will travel. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. You did a phenomenal job as usual. 
Well, as always, thanks very much for having me on. Guys, keep the questions coming. Everyone listening, thanks thanks for tuning in. You got it, buddy. Hey, folks, you need to subscribe to our show and give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And please support all our great sponsors, San Diego County uh, or, uh, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, Sage Tree Digital Marketing, Seal One, Leo Hamill Fine Jewelry, San Diego Flight Training International, and our newest partner, U.S. Concealed Carry Association. A big, big thanks to Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, Brendan Thomas, and our new co-host, Alicia Curtin. Thanks for hanging in there, kid. Look forward to uh, listening next week all about the Smith & Wesson 50 Cal BB gun. Can't wait. All right. Don't go anywhere. Bob Siegel is in the wings. And has he got a show for you? Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 9670. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.